This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I am joined again by my brother Eric for another sparkling edition of Spoiling Star Wars. Eric, how are you this morning? You know, just when you think you run out of Star Wars movies, you, they, you know, throw out some <laughs> throwbacks, flashbacks. And, you know, we briefly talked about this uh, a while ago and it just became very topical. So this is why we have gone straight up Ewok over the last month. That's right. And now we're discussing Ewoks, the Battle of Endor, the wonderful 1985 edition to the, I guess, non-Star Wars canon. I don't know. Tell me, Todd, is, is this is this official? I mean, it does exist. There's no denying that. Is it canon? Yes. I believe the answer is no. Okay. I, I'm not sure where this fit into the canon pre-Disney acquisition, but pretty much when Disney acquired the Star Wars franchise, anything that wasn't a movie, more or less, shifted from canon to what they call legends. And this definitely falls into that. There's various bits of hubbub on the internets of people wanting to make it canon and putting forth thoughts as to how it could be canon i don't know if any of that necessarily took effect like there were folks mm. saying that this could be canon i think the idea was people were, were pushing for there to be sort of a a special edition released of these okay with some, with some slight tweaks that would make it canonical i mean here's here's the key thing and i'm just going to jump directly into to spoilerness so sure again if you folks have not seen the battle for endor Ewok made for TV special that is now now available on Disney Plus. You might want to pause this, go give that a watch, and then come back because we're we're gonna be all spoilerified. But as as I thought, I remembered when we talked last, Eric, I, it was confirmed. Wicked speaks English in this one, which which makes uh, it yeah. which makes it weird. Well, one of the other conversations is you know where where does this fall timeline wise? You know, is it is it between Empire mm-hmm. and, and Return of the Jedi? Is it after? And, you know, pretty much by virtue of Wicket speaks English and he doesn't speak English when he encounters Princess Leia, this must, you know, I don't know where this happens. I did see Yeah, that's a great question there. <laughs> I did see an interesting theory that someone said, well, it turns out that, that Sindel and her family weren't actually speaking English. It's just in English for the viewers, whatever, and therefore Wicket could speak the language of Sindel and her family, and this could have happened pre-Return of the Jedi, and yet when he met Princess Leia, because they spoke, well, it's not really called English, it's called basic in the Star Wars world. Sure. But because they, you know, spoke a different version of basic, or, you know, Princess Leia spoke basic, and Sindel's family didn't, it all still works. That, to me, is a lot of mental gymnastics. <laughs> to, yeah. to kind of make that happen. Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with it being a legend, meaning like this is the story of that was wrote about Endor and Ewoks from yeah. several I mean, people that visited years ago or something, you know? I mean, that would make it work, but I think the thing that was posited by a bunch of folks uh, was, you know, if if they were to release these as special editions, all they would need to do is basically overdub all of Wicket's English with 
Ewok sounding stuff and then subtitle. And you could just, you know, it's, it's, it, it would be much like, you know, Han and Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca doesn't sure. speak English and they don't necessarily even subtitle him, but like Han speaks, Han knows Wookiee to understand what Chewie's saying and then he can say stuff in English and it all works. And I think the thought was if they did a special edition where they redubbed all the Ewok dialogue to be non-English, boom, it all, it all works and makes sense. And then you could place this, place both of these movies prior to Return of the Jedi when the Rebels showed up on Endor and it all kind of works. Now, I, I think that you, what you could do is just subtitle everyone Except, and then, and so that way they're not speaking basic. There you go. Yeah. Everybody is subtitled <laughs> and overdubbed yeah. all the English. So, and that, you know, that could make work. It gibberish. Yeah. So you go either way, or in this case, we don't really pay much attention to it because there's enough, there's enough reasons why maybe this shouldn't be thrown into the overall canon and, and make this a real yeah. thing. I don't, um, I don't know that I feel strongly that it should be canonical given some of the other aspects of it. So I would tend to agree. Yeah, I mean, so for those who have yet to watch, you know, Todd and I were fortunate enough that, you know, as a youngster, you know, the father had a VHS and uh, you were a Star Wars fan and this was on TV. So uh, we we got to watch the VHS, a little blurry, a little crackly, you know, some various lines, commercials and so forth. So, yeah. you know, we've got to witness this and right after we watched the, the previous, the Caravan of Courage and... And I will say that this movie, in my opinion, held up a lot better. And, oh, yes. and this movie was the one that I actually have most memories of. There were various points in time where I said, oh, I remember this in some form or fashion. Uh, where, the, where, where Caravan of Courage, I, I must have remembered some, but not a lot. You know, like this, so this one had left a more, you know, a, more, a, a better mark, so to speak, yeah. on my youth. Still, I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying well, it's by any means, but well, I think it was. I think it's better than Caravan of Courage. I mean, yeah. Caravan of Courage suffered from that uh, a very slow pace. the The first half of it, there was very little English spoken. You know, it was all nub nub and various Ewoks going about their daily activities, like we said. You know, this one kind of jumps right into it. Like, okay, oh look, yeah. it's a family. Don't pay attention that the father is being played by a different person. That's not important because he's not going to last long anyway. And boom, attack and action and good times. And it, it yeah. And it kind of kept even that, that he was a different oh. guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. The father uh, this time around was he was the jerk police captain guy from Die Hard, and I feel like he was he was some sort of um, jackass principal or something from some 80s 80s movie as well like yeah it was it was weird to see him as a father figure because he normally plays assholes um, okay and yeah he definitely sticks out in my mind as being sort of the the asshole cop in die hard but yeah, he's, yeah i don't he's even remember that he's he's only around for a couple of minutes and then that that's all done <laughs> can, can we talk about how her entire family is murdered and oh, yeah. you know she just goes along with her day just like, yep, they all died. Um, yeah, she's a little, she's a little sad, but for the most part, she's like, well, like I got my teddy bear friends. Let's 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 rock on. No, that that struck yeah. me as odd, also. Yeah, I, I mean, I enough that I had to write that down as like a talking point of a note. So so they have some wristband type thing, which basically tells you yeah. if your family's alive, which is just, I mean, I guess in the Star Wars universe where murder is just normal and you could get shot just by going outside and and so forth. 
I guess it would be like, all right, let's see where my family is and if they're alive. But I don't know. I, I mean, would I mean, you wear a Fitbit or an Apple Watch if the only apps that you have is family alive? Well, I guess, and that's the thing. Like, like looking at this, I mean, granted, it was the 80s. They they didn't necessarily have the foresight to see, you know, the Apple Watch that is the all-encompassing, you know, wrist computer. I get yeah. that. But, you know, I, I guess I kind of almost – I kind of want a little extra backstory on – that family and how and they got there, any, why they're there. Well, like no. what, like the parents are like, you know, scouts and explorers and we're going to go, you know, find new worlds kind of a thing. Then it would make total sense that you would have your whole family outfitted with these little tracker status bar situations. You know what I mean? Sure. If, and you don't know, like you just know they're in a star cruiser and a crash landed on Endor and things did not end well mm. for, you know, three out of four of them. You know, if they, if it was, oh, well, we're just going to take a quick hop over to grandma's. Like, if this was the equivalent of you loading the kids into the van to head to Columbus to visit Uncle Todd, do you really need life tracker situations for yourself and the youngins in that situation? You know what I mean? So I kind of almost want a little more backstory there, but at the same time, it's probably best that we don't, because that would have no. been, you know, a half hour of television that we probably could have skipped. You're <laughs> like, right. You're know. right. Maybe a nice. Uh, I don't know. And, and maybe they, I don't think they mentioned in the first movie, but maybe I wasn't paying enough attention to figure it out. You know why they got trapped, and you know I imagine it was a crash landing. You know, hence yeah. why the parents went out and so forth. But what they're doing, who knows? Yeah. But, but let me ask. Well, maybe they must have not put the wristbands on until after the fact. You know, I don't remember if they were in the first movie or not, but oh, you know, they, no, they had they had the wristbands the first movie. Like they, they were that, all alive. Been a consistent that, thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But and they well, knew they were alive then, hence why they were but, searching. See, but they didn't really know that, they, like, yeah, that they were alive. Like, and I gotta figure that has something to do with you know maybe they were out because they were so far away they were out of range or something. But then once you got into range, you'd think they'd look and go, oh look, see, yeah, mom and dad are alive. Well, they didn't do the latest like, update. Like that was it. They didn't have enough storage. There's 2.7 <laughs> gigabytes that's just not available yet that they have to do the update. And it reminds you every morning. And then they yeah. finally were like, you know what? I'm going to get rid of some of these fitness apps. And I'm going to get yeah. rid of, you know, this uh, translating app because I'm just going to teach the little you walk to speak basic. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. That's and then they had the space. But yeah, it was um, I don't know, man. Like just killing off someone's parents and, and brother and stuff. And she's just like, oh, well. And then just went on with her day. I don't know. I think this girl would be like traumatized hardcore and like oh. almost in a comatose state in the middle of the forest and like be next to be picked off. But uh, fair enough. It is what yeah. it is. And the movie progressed. And I mean, I guess we're happy that she pushed forward. Right. So but Wicked did learn what we'll say is, is basic or English or whatever. And right. I didn't find it super far fetched. And I didn't find it annoying either, which I thought I would no. have. So what's your it, thoughts? You know, if I hadn't seen any of these as a youngster and you were to look at me and go, hey, Todd, so there's there's this movie, made-for-TV movie. It's got the Ewoks. And, and this, this you know, six-year-old kid teaches Wicked how to speak English. What do you think of that? I'd be like, that is horrible. That is awful. Why, why on God's earth would you do that? But having seen it in the past and I remembered that being a thing, I'm like – I couldn't remember enough of it to really have an opinion. Having watched it again, I'm like, this this isn't bad. Like, this makes enough sense. And it, it was funny because watching through, I was kind of like paying attention to see what that was like. Because, okay, they don't really specify how long they were on Endor. 
like how yeah. long she had to teach him. But like in the first one, there's like, you know, Star Cruiser crash. Like you, basic concepts you can probably make happen, especially if Wicket was willing to learn, which he clearly was. Yeah. You know, basic concepts, you can teach him the words for that and they can string them together and make it work. Like I was kind of listening to see if he was going to start pulling some, you know, particularly technical discussion or, you know, high level, really, really cranial concepts or whatever. But I didn't catch any of that. Like, I think it worked out fine. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you because I was kind of the same. I was listening to him and I was like trying to justify. And I don't know if I was looking for something and he said that I would write down and bitch about it or if I was just like, <laughs> did they, you know, be OK with it? And then slowly but surely, I'm like, yeah, no, this makes sense. You know, if you're yeah. hanging out with someone the whole time, you could definitely teach as long as they're vocal. You know, like you can't teach a dog to talk because they're they're not physically pot it's not possible and maybe the right. same for like a wookie like a wookie can't actually speak basic right. with the chords but if exactly. the ewoks which they can sing and, and so forth they, they obviously can so yeah and he's the only one now if they all started talking then i would start worrying but like yeah i think if i had a best friend that you know spoke you know french and like all he did was talk in french to me like i think i'd be able to pick up some of the stuff and you know and kind of repeat some of what he was yeah. saying and understand it, which basically was what Wicket did. Oh yeah. Um, so no, like, I, I don't really have a qualm with him speaking, having, having watched it. I think it all works out. It makes sense. Like I don't have any, I don't have any issues with that. I think it almost would have been nifty if we would have occasionally had Sindel bust out a word and Ewok. Yeah, sure. Like, no, like don't, like, don't it. lean, don't lean heavy into it. But like every now, because I feel like that would also happen. Yeah, like if you're like up. you and your French friend, you know, hung hung out all the time, mm-hmm. and you picked up some French from him, I imagine he would also, you know, occasionally bust out with a "damn it" or you know, yes. or some English thing, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree, I agree one hundred percent. So that I mean, those are the those are the few first things that like came to my mind is like right off the get go, you know, we have some some deaths and some talking Ewoks. But I say we come back from the break, we'll talk about you know some of the foes and the villains. Sure. In this wonderful film for TV. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy, be outspoken. But those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. All right, and we are back. Todd, we just talked about, um, you know, the, the Ewoks in general teaming up with Sindel. She's the last one left. And let's talk about who killed the family. And that is these crazy looking like beast. Are you familiar? I looked marauders. What ah, when I was marauders. looking, at, looking on, on IMDB, they're just referred to as marauders. And I have not encountered them in anything else. Star Wars wise, you know, the role-playing game manuals, strangely enough, did not have a supplement for the two made for TV Ewok movies, a, a tremendous oversight. Um, horrible and well and i'll be honest you know as i'm watching it i'm like you could totally do a a a small but you could totally do a source book on this that would cover like the marauders and what they do and like the blurgs and how you would replicate this ewok magic nonsense and this witch like you, you could you could do you'd probably have to combine both of them into one book 
Oh, and of course. I yeah. And I imagine if I got online and searched hard enough, I'm pretty sure there's probably somebody in like the late 90s who put together a fan edition of the Ewoks source book. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but, well, sure. But yeah, I don't really know a whole possible. lot about about much of that other than what we saw and what I can, you know, put together, but there's nothing official I've seen. But yeah, Marauders is what they're called. Yeah, I looked I it up and they they did show up on Wikipedia. So I'm like, well, oh. they've been around, you know, and I couldn't really find much else. And I, you know, can't say I did a lot of looking, but they reminded me, I thought of like the, what were they called? The Wike, like the creatures that were on uh, Jabba's um, yeah. barge. Is that yep. right? The we, the, okay. Yeah, the, the Wike yeah. folk. Something about yeah. their, their like bone structure and their faces and stuff. Yeah. Were very reminiscent to that, that sort of, you know, costume and makeup situation. Yeah. Agreed. Very difficult to understand. It sounded like Andre the Giant a bit, but um, they, they did also speak basic, which this would make me believe, right, that that the theory that they're saying that, hey, everything was just made for the movie could po- be possible because since they also spoke English basic, it's probably unlikely that they would have, right? I mean, yeah, that, that would and be And to be quite, well, weird. you know, to be quite honest, they actually didn't always. So the main character, the the, the lead guy, he would talk when he was talking to Sindel and, and Noah and so forth and maybe the witch lady. But when yeah. they were playing that, like, game of um, cards, I wrote down notes specifically saying, I'm wondering if they're talking in the same language as Jabba because it sure sounded like it. And you, you know that language. I don't know the name of it. Hutties, what is it? Hutties. Um, Hutties, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean, it sounded awfully familiar. But then again, like if you're just making up a language, <laughs> I bet they all, at some point in time, they all start sounding like gibberish to the, well, the common I mean, folk, right? Right. Like if you only hear a handful of phrases spoken by someone that's in either Spanish or Italian mm-hmm. or another romance sure. language, like it all is going to sound kind of like there are little pieces that you can pick up and go, Oh yeah, that that's French. Oh, that inflection, that sounds more Spanish than Italian. Yeah. But in the context of a movie where you've got monsters playing, you know, space poker and about to shoot each other out, you're not paying that level of attention. And it's all the same. Like, so I've I, definitely I, offended some Hutties, like basically it's, saying it's, it all it's, sounds it's, the same. It's entirely possible. Many. It's it's possible. I, I would maybe keep an eye out for bounty hunters in the future. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm I guess, gonna get myself and in I trouble. Guess, my my gut reaction was well no it's not going to be Huttese they how uh, they how would they know Huttese any more than the Ewoks would know English you know what I mean but again I don't know what the backstory is on these Marauders like are they native to Endor or did they travel from somewhere else and settle there whatever like I don't know like maybe they are not from Endor and they are all speaking Huttese who knows. Well, you know, there there could be a reason. So they wanted the power source to, to for whatever reason. They don't know, but I don't think they know what it is. I, I think, well, you're think right. it's just like magic. If, so yeah, like if they're from so off world, sure they're the from off they world got there. generations back, probably. Because yeah, they're yeah. like, oh, here's 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 a power source. Give give me the power, and they think it's power like you know by the power of Grayskull type power, and not power yeah. as in like sure. oh, <laughs> we can fly. energy and electricity and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, man, tons, tons to think about here. So, firstly, the Blurg is introduced. This is the first introduction to a Blurg. Yes. I mean, that we known known to us. And that was yes. pretty exciting that um, the Mandalorian has obviously brought that back. So they did semi-connect these worlds a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Uh, with with the introduction of the Blurg into the Mandalorian. And they do look, they, they've aged well. 
oh, in yeah. the Mandalorian as a pair uh, compared to the. <laughs> uh, I'm not really sure exactly what kind of technique. I'm guessing it was stop motion. Oh yeah, it was a weird looking stop motion. It wasn't. Um, I don't know. It, it did definitely stand out. But it's nice to see the blurgs, and yeah. um, you know, moving forward with that. The other question. So we have. So that's the kind of beast that we saw. We didn't really see much else. I don't think we saw horses and so forth this time around. Yeah, not, we saw not much. a crow, crow lady, yeah. which is just yeah. overall weird. This the magic is still here, and maybe yeah. Endor just has way more magic than we've ever been known to believe in the Star Wars universe. So this time around, there's some type of ring. I'm not really sure if the hell the ring had anything to do with it. Did did you understand this red ring and what the hell it was and why it was the ultimate demise? I mean, I'm led to believe that, that it, it's, you know, the, the lady who who's, you know, some sort of witch. And I think people have retroactively tried to say that she was one of the witches of Dathomir, which I don't necessarily buy into. But that's a whole side thing. This witch lady, like, you don't really see her work a whole lot of magic outside of fiddling around with the ring like mm-hmm. i feel like it's a magic ring that lets her do magic stuff not necessarily that she was magical herself i feel like okay. she's like well i've got this magic ring that lets me do magic things but i don't want to let people know that it's the ring that does it i'm gonna pretend that i'm the wizard uh, so okay. i feel like it was that sort of a deal and that's why like when he took the ring from her and threw her in a cell he's like well i'm 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 good and screwed because there's nothing I can do. Like if she was actual magical, she probably yeah, could have figured right. something else out. Sure. Um. Now, how the ring that lets her turn into a crow and back and miss, which I think is really all we ever saw her use it for, which is pretty I mean, fantastic. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had a magic ring sure. that could turn me into yeah. a bird, I'd be all about it, and I would be the most magical person that you know, like just by default. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that's true. I don't know that she was doing a whole lot else with it. I'm not sure how in the ending it turns dude into stone or whatever, how exactly that works, but eh, it's magic. What are you going to, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm not sure. And I'm wondering, like, I think at the end he got it, but she turned into a bird, but well, I wonder if she could turn herself out of the bird or she's forever a bird now. I feel I like recall. she's kind of, I feel like she's maybe stuck as a bird. Yeah, so that makes more sense now. As I, you know, I didn't catch it until we're just thinking about it, and I'm like, well, she's a bird now, so she's out of their hair. And obviously, you know, obviously he fried himself. Uh, We we are missing uh, one of the major topics, which is Wilford Brimley, which um, was probably the most exciting part of like pregame. Like we're like, oh, this is the one with the diabetes guy. So, uh, what was your wonderful first thoughts, (laughs) I guess, of Wilford Brimley? Well, been teasing this to me. So Wilford Brimley, you know, like I said. When this was in, when this came out in 1985, right? You you would have been what five years old? No, one. You, you were like a year old. Yeah. I would have been like ten or eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. And I remember Wilford Brimley being in this, and him being like an old dude and being all crotchety and cantankerous, which he played really well. Like he, he played did. into the old man get off my lawn super well. But I have this memory of him being just this like this this super old dude, this like ancient dude whatever and i'm re-watching it through this time i mean he still he still looks pretty old but i'm like he does not seem quite as ancient as i recall like even like his his beard and stuff wasn't as you know white as i remembered and i had to break out imdb and look okay this came out in 85 okay when was wilford brimley born let me do the math wilford brimley in the battle for endor 
is only five years older than I am right now. He was only like 51. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. If you'd asked me, I said, oh, that dude is definitely, you know, retirement age plus. Like, he, this is an old dude. And no, he's he's not. And or I am way old. I guess that cuts either way. But yeah, was, you can, I guess it can go both big, ways. That was the big thing. Where I'm like, oh, dude, he's not nearly as old as I thought he was. Holy shit. You remember him being more like an old, old, like, wizard. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I just knew he was in it, and it was enough. Like I, I couldn't have pictured. I wouldn't have known either way. So I didn't have the as much of it. Like man, he's not as old as I recall. I guess here's the thing: when it comes to Wilford Brimley, great guy, great actor. Happy with you know, like don't know much about him. What I, what little I've seen him in, it seems fine. Mm-hmm. The only thing I've seen him in was this this Ewok situation. Sure, I know he, I know he was in Cocoon, which. I have not seen since it originally released on VHS, but the whole premise of that is that all of the people are old people, like living in some, you know, retirement community or whatever. Like the whole basis of Cocoon is Wilford Brimley is old. You know okay. what I mean? And then I've seen him, you know, in the whole, you know, diabetes commercials, which yeah. again is is kind of, you know, showcasing him as an older, older person. So my whole worldview of Wilford Brimley has always been oh, he's this really old dude. And then to see him here, you know, in what is the equivalent of young and vibrant uh, <laughs> was 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 a bit of a bit of a shocker for me. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I don't could not tell you I've seen him in anything else. I've seen more like um, Family Guy, little spoofs of the diabetes right. commercials of Wilford Brimley right. than I've actually seen him of anything else. So I didn't really have much um, to really base it off of. Um, he, he, you know, I'd like to know his backstory, what the hell he's doing. I he obviously got trapped there and then made the best of it and found some little speedy friend, um, which yeah. I could not like his little speedy friend, his little, I, I don't know. Kind of, I guess. Sure. <laughs> he, it reminded me of something, but I just couldn't ever figure it out. Like maybe a uh, little monkey, um, you know, like a spider <laughs> monkey, you know, right. but, but there was something familiar to it. And I just kept digging away and I'm like, what does this thing look like that I've seen before? Maybe it's another creature from a different movie or so forth, but nonetheless, he was a nice little character and he had like super speed, uh, which wasn't, uh, you know, I was trying to poke holes into that. And I'm like, all right, if he's got this super speed, is that even possible? And I'm like, you know what? I, I think it could be, you know, he wasn't moving so fast that it was like speed of light. You can't see anything. He was moving very, very fast. So I don't know yeah. what creates that, but it's the high metabolism. I that mean, must he, be it. He was the Endorian Ewok equivalent to a hummingbird. Is basically yes. just how I put it in my head. He's yeah, just, he's just no. like he's, he's just fast. Because you're That's right. It. It's not. He wasn't like you know DC Comics the Flash fast. Yeah. Like yeah. he was just he was just quick. And like you mm-hmm. can tell they did some camera tricks to speed him up a little bit. But like I said, it wasn't like oh this is supernatural. It's just this guy runs hot. He okay there you go. I think it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I enjoyed him. I mean, to be quite honest, the biggest thing that I, I I fought against and did not like out of these two series of movies was all the magic. Uh, it's yeah. just it seemed out of place, even though it shouldn't be, because yeah. like you said before, I think this reminded you the previous one was more like a, a Lord of the Rings gathering and then like a Willow esque right. like vibe. And this right. is like right there with it, except yeah. for that you have blasters and spaceships. Yeah. And yeah. for whatever reason, the magic just throws me off even though it shouldn't, you know, yeah. it, it, but for some reason, that's what gets me like, ah, just don't Star buy Star Wars. Like I said, Star Wars is not known for magic. It's known for the force and Jedi's and that sort of thing. Like, like if you, if you have some supernatural thing happen in a Star Wars film, 
and you can you can point that at a Jedi or a Sith. It it there's just something about those of us who grew up in Star Wars like yep that that is right that is uh, all is well with the world that that makes sense. You start having some sort of actual you know magic and there's some sort of wizard or sorcerer handy is it, it it just starts to starts to seem a little weird from that perspective is it's just yeah. it's just slightly out of the the normal there and like i said you've got to kind of do some gymnastics to make it quote make sense i mean again it's a franchise built on space wizards and laser swords so you know there's only so much flack i'm going to give them but it yeah. did uh, i i did get some willow vibes from, from this yeah well as well yeah i i mean it was it, you know they came like they were in a castle and they had swords and so forth but then they had the blasters and you know see um, that's the thing that kind of that kind of struck me with the marauders because like uh-huh they're, they're all like we got axes and swords and we're riding around on blurgs and we got this big medieval castle thing and there's a moat with some sort of beast i guess in uh it. yeah you know, that was the question got, i had <laughs> you've got all those things happening but then and and we don't understand that this you know battery the power is is basically you know a battery we think it's you know something else but yet y'all have blasters you know me i'm like well, where'd these blasters come from who's maintaining them where are you getting your ammo like yeah because you because uh-huh. you can because you can mix you know the primitive and the high tech you know you can do that like masters of the universe was perfect for that you know he man was basically a barbarian but he lived mm-hmm. in a high tech society you know like there's ways you can make those things work and make that happen you got to do some good world building to justify that stuff. And it's yeah. like, I don't, I don't understand how these Marauders have blaster tech that's actually working and functional. If they don't even understand what a power pack is, you know what we need? What What do we need, Eric? We need some prequels. That's obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We need the prequels. Uh, and then we'll then catch back up and Wicket will be a, a warrior. Uh, for the the new series, uh, so more television made for movies. Put them on ABC. Put them on Disney Plus. Whatever, and yeah. and tell tell the final story and bridge everything together, whether it be a legend or uh, you know canon. All's good. Well, what else do you have have for this movie? Did, is there anything else that you would like to call out um, or praise? I think I've gone through about all of my notes, and we've discussed in random fashion. Everything that I can think of for the movie. I think that covers most of it. Like I said, I, I guess just to sort of to sort of wrap things up, I I don't think this this was you know one of the greatest you know films ever produced. I like this. I dare say even the Phantom Menace is a better movie than than either of the Ewoks things. Oh sure, just sure. just in general sense or whatever. But I I neither did I hate it. Like I, I felt like this one was better than the previous. Ewok installation. It was enjoyable. Do do I feel like I'm likely to go back and rewatch it? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, no, I don't. I don't think so. I say yeah. that. We watched this on, you know, the dusty VHS. Sure. I don't know. I've not seen anything to indicate it, but I don't know if they went and did any sort of modifications when they before they put it on Disney Plus. If they went and tidied some up or added any kind of bonus thing or whatever. Like, if I were to find out that they did do something to spiff it up, I might watch it on Disney Plus just to see the differences. But unless I see that, I'm probably not likely to to rewatch anytime real soon. Anyway, like it was enjoyable. I would. It was I would fine. Say, it, it was be- you know, way better than the first one, in my opinion. Yeah. I like this one. Actually, had it moved along a lot faster. There was some action. There was oh yeah, some this conversations. More, I mean, there was still magic, but it was still more Star Warsy in feeling. Than sure. the than the caravan of courage was. 
in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. If I, I were agree. to go into IMDb on the 10 point scale, this would probably get like a five, five and a half. Like well, you're higher, right. man, higher than you're good. Of courage, but still not super great. Yeah, it's a 5.6 out of all the 9,000 people that's rated it. And popularity has grown significantly uh, since the release. So, and then, and unfortunately on Rotten Tomatoes, there was not a single tomato meter uh, review. So no critic actually reviewed it, but it's a 51% from an audience score. So it's right around that, like, it's a movie. You can probably enjoy it once, but you probably don't want to go back to it too many times. And and I would agree in the same vein, and I'm not sure where I'd rank it in terms of, like, is it a five, is it a six, or is it a four? Um, it definitely would be in that realm. It's definitely better than the holiday Christmas special and the first <laughs> one. Um, but I definitely think, you know, Phantom Menace blows this one completely out of the water, along with most of the other ones. So yeah. I don't believe, Todd, you and I are going to do the entire Ewok series that has dropped, but I don't believe we've jumped the into the series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no. I'm interested I, to see how they speak. I imagine it's all. Oh, it's English. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Because, I, again, I was alive and around when that was on, on TV. They, they had an Ewoks cartoon. They also had a droids cartoon, and I thought it was yeah. weird that they dropped one without the other. I personally, if memory serves, liked the droids one better than I did the Ewoks one. Really? Mm. I bet they but dropped no. that maybe when they do the uh, the droids limited series or movie that they're t- they were pitching. So maybe that'll come out later. You maybe, know, you got to save some maybe. stuff, save some stuff That's for true. those subscriptions. A lot of people That's true. bought the subscription, I'm sure, just to watch these Ewok movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll probably watch an episode or two of the Ewoks cartoon just for nostalgia and to check it out. Yeah. But I don't know. That I, like, I still have, like, I'm still working on Rebels. I still haven't gone back and watched all of the uh, the Clone Wars. I haven't seen any of the Resist. Like, there's still a bunch of quality Star Wars cartoons to get to that Ewoks is definitely very low on that list for me. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But it was fun watching uh, going back. This was the movie that I did remember as a kid. So it was fun to kind of watch this. Uh, and, you know, maybe in a couple of years, I'll want to rewatch it again. And if so, yeah. then I'll re-listen to this episode or we'll record a new one. One of the two. There you go. There you go. Sounds like a plan. Cool. Well, thank you, Eric, for once again, spoiling Star Wars with me for the battle for Endor. Thank you, listeners. I hope you found this entertaining and enjoyable. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Toddcast.